Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me in the middle of another lovely week is Justin, the one and only hillbilly boy, Campbell. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing too much. Getting ready to go back to work tonight. Yay, fun. You have a nice long weekend? It was. It was very nice. We went went down to the farm see my parents and visit with my grandmother and it was it was good i got to hang out with some old high school friends and drink and catch up on all the news of home uh it's not a lot goes on in a small town so you know you can get a full year's worth in a weekend you know it was funny the the weekend seemed to go by really slow for me like by saturday i was feeling like Saturday felt like a Sunday. And then I, I, it seemed like I blinked and now it's Wednesday and the week's half over. But yeah, it was a, it was a nice long weekend for me as well. I wasn't, didn't really do much. I was working on this uh, business deal of mine that was kind of stressing me out a little bit last couple of days, but got some pretty good news yesterday. So hopefully that all works out and I'll, I won't have to jump off my balcony here. <laughs> Only the, uh, kidding. Let's say, let's say the people who own the place would probably appreciate not having a, a second incident like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, all all's well for me here. I'm going to be relocating next a week from, uh, yeah, six days from now, next Tuesday. I'm going to go back to uh, Merida for a little bit, get away from these hurricanes and earthquakes for about a month or so. Uh, shouldn't cause any interruption in the uh, production of this show, except we might have to do another Wednesday episode instead of Tuesday next week, because I think my flight is right at about 2.30 or something like that. Uh, maybe we could do a morning show. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, I'll be over there for a little bit. And then I'm not sure. I'll probably finish out the year here, and we'll see. I can't. I can't believe the year's almost. It like the year's almost over in my mind now too. Even though it's only September, it's. Uh, I, I have to. I guess because I'm planning so much going into next year or going into the the end of this year, it just seems like it's already on top of me. More flights than I'd care to take, and. Uh, yeah, just a lot more traveling. Than I, it does than seem like things start to really get chaotic about this time of year because uh, you know we're we've got stuff we're planning to going to a going to a Colts Titans game. 
here in October. I'm going up to a Michigan Purdue game in November. Then we've got Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh, and I know there's, I know it feels like we've got a whole bunch of other stuff going on in October as well. And it's like, it's, it's like the whole year has just like sprinted by, and then we hit September, and now it's like, oh shit, we've got to do this and 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 this. Yeah. Especially yeah, with well, kids and especially with kids, they're back in school. They've got all of their different activities and stuff. And like all of that stuff is starting to pile up, Go, especially going into the Christmas season. It's just, it, it gets chaotic. Yeah. December is almost like a lost month just because of all the holiday shit. It's like that month doesn't even really count. <laughs> they got the Thanksgiving. Yeah. I do like the second half of the year, though. It's a lot of good holidays in there for me. And of course, I don't have to deal with the cold weather. So it actually, it, my winter here is much nicer than my summer here. It's ridiculously hot and humid. So every time I do this show, I got to close the door so we get nice sound. And it just turns into a uh, an oven. But uh, one thing that does have me a little concerned about traveling later this year is all these uh retarded mask mandates that they're trying to bring back into the daily lives of americans now i just it's so hard for me to believe that people would go along with this again but i i still see people wearing masks to this day i think they're going to pull it off i i really think at least part of what Alex Jones was saying, which is kind of par for the course with him, part of what he was saying is right. Like, they're going to bring this shit back in airports. Did you see there were a bunch of, uh, like, pilots and flight attendants and stuff lined up down the sidewalks in front of LAX and O'Hare, and I think yeah. there was another one that were like, we will strike if this comes back. So... Oh, like, that's what they're okay. I wasn't I sure exactly what they were striking about. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was they uh, refusing future man refusal of further man or of future mandates. They, because they they already did all of it, and like they saw firsthand that it was stupid and did nothing. And I I'm almost positive that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I did see one. Somebody sent me one of those videos and I was like, yeah. And I, I, I was trying to think what were they striking about? Cause I know the, the FedEx pilots were striking, but that was, that was over compensation. Yeah. And that whole FedEx thing, um, the compensation stuff went, that got nuts. I think we talked about it before. The, uh, yeah, they were, they were turning down like 30% pay increases. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, well, that would be good if the pilots would put their fucking foot down because, first of all, fuck all of these airlines that got bailed out in 2020, have jacked up their prices to astronomical levels now. Uh, the, the flights that I've been taking are more than double what I've paid over the last, you know, 10 15 years because I, I take the, the same kind of flights over and over and over again and they're two two and a half times what you would pay um to get people to come down to mexico for christmas which was our original plan from places like uh portland um 
Milwaukee, Ohio, talking $1,300 round trip in fucking steerage, you know, like that's ridiculous. I used to get $300 round trip flights and not like on fucking spirit air. Like that was like United three, three fifty round trip. And now they're talking $1,300 for some of this stuff. And they got completely fucking bailed out taxpayers on the hook and not, and they've made traveling just so goddamn uncomfortable <laughs> just like every aspect not even just once you get to the airport and you have to go through all the tsa stuff you never know if you got to take this out of your bag or that out of your bag what you can put in your carry-on what can't you put there's a million of those questions but even leading up to it, it's like now they sell all kinds of tickets where it's like do i get a carry-on do i just get a personal item are they gonna fucking screw with me at the gate saying i can't carry this bag on there's just like 50 questions every time you buy a goddamn ticket and try to check in and it's just like fuck you how can we make this how have they been able to make this exponentially more complicated and miserable and yet the price keeps going up and up and up and now they want to throw on fucking masks on top of that fuck you well, and we're already seeing the the masks, at least in one school. I haven't seen or heard about it anywhere else, but at least in one school in where was that in Maryland, where they're <clears throat> they've already implemented a a new mask mandate because not just, of yeah, not just any mask mandate, an N95 mask mandate. Do you have the article, or do you want me to pull it up? Yeah, I got it. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So an elementary school, by the way, these are children that have uh, zero risk of major complications from COVID and their teachers, you would think, have pretty low risk as well. I mean, there aren't that many octogenarians teaching elementary school. I don't think it's mostly younger, you know, fresh out of uh, college or grad school or something teaching these kids. Right. Uh, elementary school in Maryland has reinstated mandatory mask requirements of N95s. N95s, like, so those are the ones that, that supposedly do so much more protection. I know we've sort of debunked that here on this podcast. You have real, real life experience using these things when you're doing some sort of construction work. Uh, around the house you get particles even when you're wearing it properly gets through those masks and you have to change them what like every hour or so if if even that yeah yeah um so they had three covid cases in this maryland school god forbid and we're bringing back the masks why we're bringing back the masks well because it's what we did last time i guess this is rosemary hills elementary school silver spring a wealthy D.C. suburb, of course, it's in the fucking swamp, brought back the mask mandates for students and staffs and added that the covering, oh, should be N95. So maybe it's not an N95 requirement, but that's what's recommended at this point. Um, the school sent out a letter informing parents that have taken the decision after just three students. Does I wonder how many kids go to this school. This isn't like your fucking hillbilly school where three students is 40% of the class. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's a bigger 
bigger additional school than that. Yeah. Yeah. If it's DC and it's private, it's probably there's at least like 25 kids in each class, right? Additional N95 masks have been distributed and students and staffs and identified classes or activities will be required to mask while in school for the next 10 days, except while eating and drinking, of course. Masks will become options again following the 10-day period. So here we go again. We have another baseless, completely worthless policy being put in place because it shows action, I guess. Like this is, I mean, it does a number of things for government entities that want to control you, right? Like this is the ultimate kind of form of control where it's like, we know that this doesn't work, but we're going to get you to do it anyway. We're going to get you to submit to us because we said so kind of thing. Uh, but this is, there is no evidence that uh, these masks do anything to prevent the spread of COVID. There is no evidence that they do anything other. The, the, the strongest evidence that's arised from all of these studies is that they actually cause more harm than good because they're like, you're breathing in all these toxins over and over again. <laughs> and, it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. And if you don't believe me, uh, we have some clips from Fauci, who was uh, making the rounds on Twitter the other day, who all but admitted that these masks don't do jack shit. When confronted with the, the latest study that proves that these masks don't do anything. So this is actually pretty interesting. He was confronted. I don't know who this guy is bald guy but uh he uh he actually brings up the most recent study that that showed that there was no effect n95 or otherwise of these masks preventing this the transmission of covid the spread of covid anything like that and then here is fauci's response to that go ahead and roll it uh, Brett Stevens in the Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference, he told the journalist Mayan Damasi, full stop. But wait, hold on. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality surgical or cloth masks? Makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. Okay, um, there's actually a longer clip. I might try. I might pull it up. Can I share my screen? I can, right? Uh, uh, let me just. I'll drop it in the chat. I'll drop it in the chat. So. I love Fauci's fucking reaction to this, where he's just like, well, first of all, there are other studies. And yes, all of those other studies have been debunked, essentially, because they 
they were not really focused on how people wear these masks. They weren't testing what we're doing with them, essentially. But the right. um, like he said, they were non-randomized. They were taking a very controlled environment. They were adding masks to the controlled environment and using those to get the result that they wanted it like it's the way they it's the way modern medicine lies with their studies where they they conduct the study in a certain way they exclude any data that shows anything that contradicts what they want to get out of the study and then they say see this proves it when it's not a it's not a true study it's it's a experiment that's set up to prove a particular point right yeah it's it's how they reach scientific consensus they remove all the things that don't fit into that consensus that they've already predetermined to be what the consensus is and then they say look everybody agrees and this is the science if you uh check that last link out that i just sent you they'll it's basically just an article but they're it links to like four or five other clips of uh Fauci go down. It should be like uh yeah, maybe that one. Is it two minutes and fifty-one seconds? Yeah, play that one. Yeah. Yep, I'm pulling it's a up. little longer because Fauci you get a little uh more of a retarded explanation from Fauci. You can skip ahead a little bit. I would hope that if in fact we get to the point where the volume of cases is such and organizations like the CDC recommend, CDC doesn't mandate anything. I mean, recommends that people wear masks. I would hope that they abide by the recommendation and take into account the risk to themselves and to their families. And again, we're not talking about forcing anybody to do anything. Totally understood. There is a perception out there by many, how many, I don't know, that they don't work and that the data concludes that they didn't work in the first go round. Respond to that on masks. Yeah, well, that's not so. I mean, when you're talking about at the population level, that the data are less strong than knowing that if you look on a situation as an individual protecting themselves or protecting them from spreading it, there's no doubt that masks work. Different studies give different percentages of advantage of wearing it. But there's no doubt that the weight of the studies, and there have been many studies, indicate the benefit of wearing masks. I'm going to refer to one of them. You've heard about it before. I heard about it from a number of radio callers. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing right, the spread so of this respiratory is, illness. This is the one that we call the end of. Let me see if this. All right get to the end of this where he starts to pick it back up it is just i love this explanation where it works it we know for a fact that it works on an individual level but when we take all this aggregate population data the um the data is a lot less compelling <laughs> yeah like how, how does, how does it work that on individual work? yeah how does it work on an individual level if it doesn't actually work on a uh on a large scale Right. right. Let let's all sit back and think of the things that work on that don't that work on a so, small scale, but don't work on a large scale. Right. Like if it works for the individuals, then by association or by connection to you know it works for 
all of these individuals, it should also be working for the the whole entire population. Well. well, because the whole is nothing but a bunch of individuals. So like, how do you even come up with this shit? And I don't know why this is having such a hard time playing. I don't know why it's Let's not play. loading either. Oh, Let me drop sure. it out and refresh yeah. it. Start it again. Yeah, it's just like uh, I, I think there was somebody in the comments of one of these articles because I was just reading through to see how many people would like, On the of course, would, would support. All right, I got it. Got it. Pull it back. I don't know why I needed to uh, X as being stupid today. At an individual level for individual, when you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. When you took at the broad population level, like the Cochrane study, the data are less firm with regard to the effect on the overall pandemic. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about an individual's Effect on their own safety. Because this guy talking about this guy should be laughed out of the fucking building. What first of all, what difference does it make? Let's say hypothetically in some bizarro universe, this could work if like if you used your mask, it would work for you. But if everybody else uses a mask, it doesn't work. Well then why are we making everybody wear the mat? Like the, the whole idea is to reduce the effect on the population as a whole, right? So if this has no effect on the population as a whole, what's the point of individuals wearing them? But you just, you can't well, make any like, sense of it. The most hilarious thing about this is it starts with Fauci saying that masks work on a population level. And then this guy presents him with the Cochrane study that shows that it, in fact, did not. And then he's like, well, yeah, it didn't. It didn't work on the population level, but it does work on the individual level. It's like, dude, you like, do you even know uh, what the yeah. fuck you're talking about? Like, wow. we already know you don't. But how could that possibly be the case? Like, oh, yeah. Um, Seatbelts. If you wear your seatbelt, you will be protected on an individual level. But if everybody wears their seatbelts. Then, then we have a much bigger problem, and they don't work. What? It, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, if it works well, for one, on an individual level, you extrapolate that it works on everybody that does it. Well, I've referenced it uh, dozens of times. There was literally a study that was co-authored by Anthony Fauci and another guy that was put out in 2010 that very plainly stated that outside of a highly controlled surgical room setting masks have zero effect on mitigation of anything if and and the really the really fucked up thing about that was i just read the study i like i did an episode of my show where i just pulled up the study and i read it and within a week the episode got taken down for misinformation I was like, and and so I sent I sent a link to the article in my review or in my appeal to YouTube. I was like, I literally just read from this study that's on the fucking NIH website. What do you mean I'm spreading misinformation? Within two days, my appeal was rejected. And when you clicked on that link, it was error 404 page not found. Like 
yeah, it, dude, it's that it's, that will never that will never not be unsettling to me. Yeah, no, that and that I mean that's what they're doing. They are removing information that can counteract programming that they're trying to drill into every person's head. Yeah, goddamn, were they fucking successful? It's all just like fucking propagandizing people to program them to do exactly what you what they say, regardless of information to the contrary. Like how many things were people doing? I mean, think back. Remember the, the stickers on the floor? Like you got to walk this through. This is a one way aisle down the fucking grocery store. <laughs> and just like people are abiding by this. It's crazy what they can get you to do. It's absolutely crazy. And here we go again. Here we go. Now we have, and by the way, he keeps like, he's like, oh, well, there are plenty of other studies. Where are they? How come you come into this fucking interview? So do do they do any prep work? What's like, you know, you're going to be talking about COVID. You know, they're going to ask you about mask mandates coming back. Have these fucking studies be like, here are the studies that I'm going to reference, pull them up and put them on the fucking screen. When you ask me the question, like, can you not do that when you're doing these interviews? Where are your fucking studies? You can't just be like, well, there are so many studies that show this. It's like, yeah, but then every single one of those studies was uh, just turned out to be a complete fucking fabricated piece of shit. Right. Cite your sources so that we can go find them and then completely annihilate it because your studies are bullshit. Yeah. Oh, oh, in this study, we put a cloth mask in between uh, two tanks holding mice and the mice didn't get COVID from each other. So ergo masks work <laughs> it's it's crazy it's absolutely fucking crazy what they get away with and they just say this stuff over and over and over again how many people were taking what this guy said as gospel for three years and we're just well and like at the beginning the he says he says the cdc doesn't make mandates they just make recommendations like um except that the CDC makes that recommendation and then everybody is more or less encouraged or or there is an incentive that's put out there by the government for companies and corporations and businesses and all of their corporate partners to make those mandates. Yet the CDC didn't make the mandate, but everybody who's getting money from the government now they have they have to make the mandate or they risk being uh, thrown off the tit and by the government. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such a great way of doing things, right? Because it's not like, yeah, it's not like the president comes out and says everybody must wear masks. He's he gets his fucking bullshit organization that everybody holds in such high regard to recommend that. And then if you go against the CDC recommendations, well, you're anti-science. And you're probably in violation of a bunch of regulations that you had to um, be in compliance with to run your business. And so according to, you know, code 195, section three, article two of this blah, 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 bullshit government regulation, you're in violation of this and we can shut you down. Like they were shutting down fucking businesses. They shut down gyms and stuff like there's videos of it. They were shutting down businesses because people weren't they were first of all, they remained open. When they weren't supposed to, did the CDC recommend recommend that every business has to close? No, 
I don't think so. Or maybe they recommended it. They didn't mandate it. It depends on what you were uh, considered essential. But yeah, they were closing down gyms in all kinds of places that um, that were trying to remain open during this. And so, yeah, you, they get to point to this as a recommendation. And then if you're in violation of the recommendation, then they can punish you somehow. It's the, you know, it's like the whole tax code voluntary compliance thing. <laughs> like, you don't, nobody's forcing you to pay your taxes, Justin. It's based on voluntary compliance. It's just that if you don't comply, we'll, uh, we'll throw you in a cage for the rest of your life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. And Donald Trump came out. He would. There was some video I saw on uh, on Truth Social that he did, where he said he was going to cut the federal funding of any business that tried to implement. Um, I don't know if it was mask mandates or vaccine mandates. It was. It was one of the two. It might have been both. It might have been anything he, related to. Yeah, so if he's coming out in in opposition of vaccine mandates, that could be a. Uh... That could be a good step in the right direction for him. I know his like he is he has never really backed down from his support of the vaccines, which has been a a big sticking point for a lot of people on the right who they yeah, view well, him because... as the fuck you candidate. But at the same time, because of his handling of COVID and a lot of the things that came out of that project warp speed and everything else the lockdowns and and the you know 20 trillion dollars of spending that came out i don't think it was exactly 20 but like all of the money that was spent in 2020 like everything that he did during that time really put a a big smudge on what had otherwise been a at least a relatively successful if not just not terrible uh you know four years in office so if he's if he's coming out vocally against mandates of any and all kind, then that could be a step in the right direction. It would be interesting to see if they do start rolling some of this stuff out again, how he responds in real time. And uh, that could yeah. bolster his position. Well, the, remember, the, the first vaccine was Trump's vaccine. So nobody wanted to take that. But Trump's vaccine was obviously tremendous and fantastic and was the best. But now Joe Biden's coming out with a new and improved version that's actually going to work this time. And so that's Biden's vaccine. That that one's no good. So Trump's not going to support that one, obviously. But it just goes to show you, like, he he's just using the government in the other direction, where he's like, any business that tries to enforce a mask mandate will lose their federal funding. And, you know, before it was any any business that doesn't impose the mass mandate will lose their federal funding. That's why they have all this federal funding. That's why they love to steal all this money from us and throw it around the country and the world. It's not that they care about you and they care about your business or they want, you know, poor people to have a better life. No, they want the power. They want the control. And with that money comes control. It's like when the you know, when the mafia or something like bribes a cop, you know, they get a cop on the payroll somehow, like they give them a bunch of money and the cop takes it. And it's like, all right, now we own you. Right. Because we're either going to like, if you don't do this, like we're going to take the money away and, or we can fucking show that you're a corrupt cop. It's like, dude, they give you the money so that they can take it away from you. If you stop doing what they say. And that's, that's, all that it's about every single time. They don't give a rip about whatever it is that your cause is. 
they want the control over you. They want to be able to like, all right, well, that's why we give all this foreign aid. They don't give a shit about any of these countries overseas. They're giving a hundred billion dollars here, a hundred billion. It's not their money. They couldn't care any less. They're just running it off the fucking printing press or taxing it from you and me. And so now they have control. It's like, oh, uh, Israel, you want all that? You want that $150 billion we give you every year? Well, then you better do this. You better do that for us. You better, if, if I call you, you better pick up the fucking phone and do it. And that's what they've done to all of these fucking companies, corporations, and businesses around the U.S. Have you seen the thing where Israel is rounding up African immigrants and shipping them out like people that they, people that that had come uh you know like asylum seekers and stuff uh fleeing from wars they're they had some uh some crime spikes and now they're rounding them all up and deporting their asses we, uh, i have not and, seen that and the, and your us tax dollars are going to support and fund them doing that but we can't do the same thing here in the u.s we can't secure our own borders or get any illegals out of here regardless of the crime spikes in the regions that they are most highly concentrated into yeah i i mean i've seen a lot of every week it seems like there's a video out of chicago about people up in arms about all like the the influx of illegal immigrants into their neighborhoods like there's just I know New York. Did we talk about that on the last episode? The the yeah. I don't know if it was uh, the last episode, but I know we've talked about it in the last couple of weeks. Whatever that the, chick's uh, name, Hochul or whatever. Yeah, she was like yeah. begging for federal funding to help deal with all the illegal immigrants coming in. That they've you know they're all a sanctuary, these sanctuary city, cities. Though, so. All these sanctuary cities crying because of the, all of these illegal immigrants coming there and yeah, it's like dude. This yeah, it's just, wanted. it's so, yeah, right. It's what they allegedly wanted. And it's, it's delicious to see these people that were trying to just score these cheap virtual, virtual signaling points where you, you just get to say the right thing and you, then you don't have to do anything. It's like, well, now we're forcing you to do something. Now we're forcing you to deal with the consequences of the policies that you advocate for. And all of a sudden there, nobody seems to be a big fan of these policies that have, like they just don't have a plan in place. That's like a big part of the Democratic Party is it's just all fucking these pipe dreams. It's like, oh, well, like nobody should have to do this and nobody should live in poverty and nobody should go hungry and nobody should blah, blah, blah. It's like a fucking five-year-old's view of the world. It's like that all sounds nice, you know, ice cream and sunshine and butterflies and it's all good times. And then when you actually get some of the real world knocking at your front door, it's like, oh, shit. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. Maybe we have to have a policy that has like a goal, like a plan to it and an end game, not just like, oh, yep, yep, just come on in. Come on in. Everything's great. We'll just keep spending money. And when we run out of money, when everybody leaves, everybody with money leaves and all the businesses leave because you haven't been providing them protection. And all of these businesses are getting just robbed and looted and, and people's cars are getting broken into every time you park on the street in San Francisco. Saw a really couple sad videos of that um, last night, just like they're targeting these immigrants, uh, like people on vacation, you know, like these Europeans come over and they, they park at the beach and, and then they just they fucking smash the back window and take all their luggage and shit. And these people are just completely fucking stranded. 
and it happens in a couple of minutes. Uh, yeah, so those people are leaving, everybody's leaving, and now you're just left with um, all the people that were committing the crimes and then all the people that read all these great stories back in, I don't know where they're coming from anymore, somewhere in South America that came up hearing all these great stories of the American dream and they get there and it's just a fucking dystopia. Speaking of policies not uh, needing to have an end goal or an end game, like needing to go somewhere. Yeah. Did you see the did you see the, the latest out of Ukraine where uh, this is this is the literal headline from the Hill fears of peace talks with Putin rise amid U.S. squabbling because the U.S. Uh, because the U.S. House and Senate are at such a gridlock between with the Republicans and Democrats uh, fighting with the, with each other over how much money to send if we're going to keep sending money how much we- like the there has been persistent pushback from the right on continuing to fund the war like the the war hawks are finally starting to listen to their constituents to some degree and and support for ukraine has been steadily on the decline over the last four months or so uh, since the big offensive or counteroffensive or whatever that was supposed to happen back in january february just completely was a bust and went nowhere uh and like the U.S. had dumped all kinds of money into it, uh, support over uh, popular support for Ukraine has has been waning, and so now what's happened is NATO needs the U.S. to fund all of this stuff to keep Ukraine viable, basically, and like the the Western powers, uh, England and and France and them, they're not actually doing anything, so. Now, the the other like smaller countries that are closer to Ukraine and Russia are, are like, we can't just continue to support Ukraine for forever. Like there has to be an end goal. There has to be a solution. And so now they're starting to suggest that like there need to be peace talks with Putin and just make some make some concessions, make some deals and get it done with. So this is like the big there's fear of peace talks because they might actually end this thing and then and then the war machine stops churning yeah oh my god could you imagine jeez for the first time in my lifetime oh my goodness yeah the humanity it really is just yeah they want these fucking wars to go on forever and you have to think of the incentives that are of course they do they're making billions hundreds of billions of dollars off of this the longer it goes these people are getting filthy fucking rich now i know to the average person who's not a complete sociopath that sounds like way too far-fetched you know like i wouldn't do that i wouldn't slaughter innocent women and children to make a a billion dollars these people would these people would they're happy to do it they would do it for a lot less and they're going to continue to do it for as long as they possibly can. Yeah, fears of fears of peace talk. It's like that is literally the goal of any hot conflict. Peace talks. But you know, that's how it is with all of these policies and wars and everything else. Like there's not an end goal. There's if you have an end in mind and you know what you're trying to accomplish, then you might actually accomplish it 
God forbid, and then you have to stop spending money on it. Or you might fail, and then everybody sees, hey, that didn't fucking work. Maybe we shouldn't do that anymore. But no, there's they 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 don't they don't want solutions. They want to keep throwing money at problems. That way, it's it's just a giant money turn. I mean, we've talked about it before. The number of of Ukrainian politicians and oligarchs who have gone on to become millionaires and billionaires and buy ski resorts in the Swiss Alps and all kinds of other stuff like since the war started the the amount of money that uh, doesn't actually go to aid anything it's like it's money that's going somewhere but there's like not actually a paper trail of Nobody where it where is it, and, no, no and a lot of it is can audit it no and like most of the military aid that's that's being sent to ukraine is actually we're sending obsolete equipment to ukraine and then the money that's supposed to be spent on the military aid is actually going back into raytheon and boeing and all of the the big uh the big military contractors so that they can make new stuff for our military so the u.s military is getting all the upgrades and all of our and all of our military support is just us unloading the shit we don't want anymore there's a there was a really there was a really cool forbes article i wish i had saved it uh they talked about one of these like really impressive tanks that we sent over there and they said we don't have any uh we don't have any footage of the tanks uh offensive capabilities but but they said that like this thing is a huge upgrade over the Soviet style tanks that the Ukrainians have been using because you can see this one on fire and the uh and the guns and stuff are still intact on the on the tank as it burns like with the Ukraine or with the Soviet style ones all of the all of the equipment falls off whenever they're blown up and catch on fire but this this upgraded american one all the all the equipment's still intact as it burns like that's a that was a literal line from the article yeah wow we're just giving them better stuff to blow up that's fun yeah and well and like you said there's just no accountability for wherever the money's going couldn't care any less we can't audit the you know where all this money is going they will however audit the shit out of your venmo account to make sure that you're not getting any um illegal income that hasn't been taxed yet you know six hundred dollars here six hundred dollars there we got the irs agents for that Pentagon, yeah, Pentagon can fail audit like 95% of their audits, and we have no idea where trillions of dollars are going overseas. It's incredible, man. It's absolutely incredible what they what they've been able to get away with. And like in the face of people, again, knowing like like the mask, like overwhelming evidence that this whole thing is a scam. It's all just complete bullshit. And they are getting filthy fucking rich off of off of the backs of the american people and you just you it's like you can't unprogram these people they're they're still plugged into the fucking matrix we cannot we cannot get them out of these pods where it's just like okay i'll wear my mask okay yes support ukraine okay yeah inflation is good okay yeah uh the economy is fantastic okay yeah joe biden knows exactly what he's doing donald trump bad racist white supremacist joe biden good now speaking of white supremacists apparently uh you just need to be associated with white supremacists with a supposed white supremacist group and 
that'll land you 22 years uh, in prison. Ooh, yeah, this was so I'm going to let you take the lead on this because I haven't looked into it very much beyond the headline. But Proud Boys leader Enrique Tario handed a 22 year prison term for the January 6th attack. All right. So number one, Tario was a informant with the feds. The Proud Boys are. The Proud Boys have been talked about as some sort of white supremacist alt-right organization but number one tario is not even white he's i i can't remember it's his it's hispanic i think he's puerto rican or or maybe dominican i can't remember but he's he's not a white guy um number one but then also are you sure he's not a white hispanic i I guess i guess yeah i I forget Um, if you look at him he does not look like your run-of-the-mill white supremacist he's got uh you know dark darker skin dark facial hair dark eyes you know he looks he looks hispanic to me um his last name seems hispanic i don't know why do they call him enrique it says henry enrique in quotes daria But so anyway, okay. this guy was a federal informant. Like he was informing to the feds about the Proud Boys anyway. Um, and then he wasn't even in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. He had gotten picked up on uh, he had gotten picked up and arrested on something unrelated, like a an old incident. I think it was two or three days prior to January 6th. And so he was he had just gotten out of prison and was in a hotel in Baltimore on the 6th. Like he wasn't even in Washington, D.C. He had arguably he had nothing to do with any of this. Like he had been in jail, gets out of jail and is in a hotel like not in D.C. Uh, But because of his connections to the Proud Boys, he's supposedly the mastermind of all of these things that happen. What's really, what's really, really interesting about this is no individual who has been convicted so far actually did anything that would be by any metric considered violent. They didn't attack anybody. They didn't break down doors. They didn't destroy property nothing they just were there but because they have connections to the proud boys or some of these other supposed white supremacist organizations they've been getting getting just slapped with you know 15 17 22 years 22 years this is the longest sentence of anybody that's been convicted of anything for january 6th 22 years for a guy who literally was not in Washington, D.C. at all. Uh, like, the whole thing is insane. And and then you also have a ton of videos of people who are actually tearing stuff up, who are trying to instigate violence, who are trying to, like, push the crowds to do stuff. And the crowds tell them, like, shut the fuck up. We're not doing that. Like, you're 
that th- there are there are videos of the crowds literally calling these guys feds and telling them to go away. None of those people, the ones who are actually inciting violence, the ones who are actually destroying property and doing stuff like that, none of them have done any jail time. None of their names have been released. They all just disappeared like the, like it didn't happen and they never existed. I mean, this whole thing is a fucking sham. And like my suspicion with this is they're using uh, they're using the conviction of Tario because if they can convict a guy who literally was not there, physically not in D.C. at all for being a mastermind of a seditious attack. They're going to try to use that to spin it off to convict Trump uh, for also having not done anything. Because all the January 6th tapes and everything that's come out, all the phone conversations, everything, has shown that he had nothing to do with anything that went on. He, he even told people in in his speeches, don't go, don't do anything stupid. Like They're going to try to use this conviction to create a justification to try to convict Trump for seditious conspiracy or some bullshit like that it all comes back to they have to get trump that's the they don't have anything else to hang their hat on they have to get him so however however they can go about twisting the narrative and creating like anybody with fucking eyes that can just you know i mean there's evidence that he was in the hotel like it's not like it was questionable like Oh, he may or may not. No, no, like he was there. There, there's, there's evidence no, that he was there. I'm reading like, through. They're not even claiming that he was there. They're acknowledging that he wasn't there. Yeah, it's it's fucking insane. Like, um, yeah. Okay, it says although Mr. Tario was not physically present in Washington on January 6th, Judge Kelly applied a sentence enhancement for terrorism based on the attack on the Capitol fencing by Mr. Biggs and Mr. Nordian. Judge Kelly said the seditious conspiracy made Mr. Tario complicit in the fence destruction and deserving of a terrorism enhancement. On May 4th, he was found guilty by a jury of seditious conspiracy, conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding, obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to use force, intimidation, or threat to prevent officers of the United States from discharging their duties, interference with law enforcement during civil disorder, and destruction of government property. Now, that's quite a trick to be able to do all that from a couple hundred miles away. Uh, He was not found guilty of assaulting, resisting, or impeding certain officers, obviously, because he wasn't physically there. Well, the uh, so the one guy that was charged with it said destruction of a barricade or something. Um, they, they he just pushed it over, like nothing got destroyed. But it's like a eighteen thousand supposedly. This it's an eighteen thousand dollar like barricade. You know the the one that has the two legs on either end and the bar across the middle. Eighteen thousand dollars pushed it over. That was destruction of government property that that lands you 17 years in prison. Yeah, it's oh, my God, dude, it's fucking crazy. It is absolutely crazy what they can what they can do to you, just how much bullshit they can come up with 
I mean, this is just because I guess he's associated with these two other guys who were there and they're part of the same organization. So you're guilty by association. Uh, how long does that um, association, how long is like, where's the, the statute of limitations on that association? Like, what if he left the Proud Boys uh, five years from now and then the Proud Boys do something? And it was like, well, you were part of that group at a time. So yeah, things you said could have motivated them to do something five years later. It's dude, the, the only uh, takeaway from this, from these people that were there on January 6th is to actually have an insurrection next time. I mean, there, there's no, what's the point of trying to peacefully protest if, if what they did there, I mean, granted, like some of it was like got a little out of control. It wasn't like hundred percent peaceful. You know, they like, they knocked over barricades, they broke windows, they ran into the building. It's like, okay. But man, if this is what they're going to do to you for, you're, you're not even there, but some of your friends do something bad. You like the next time you're, you're upset about something. It's, it's go time. It's going to be all right. Um, we're not going to let them, you know, come at us with the fucking full weight of their bullshit judicial system. We're going to take all these fucking firearms that they've been trying to steal from us. And we're going to march on the Capitol armed, cock locked and ready to rock. And all how can you not draw that conclusion? I mean, you can't peacefully protest from a uh, conservative, from anything right of center. You, you're not allowed to peacefully protest or you're a terrorist now. And, and yet like the BLM riots, People were killed. Property, billions of dollars of property was destroyed. And those people have been let out without any trial or anything. Just been summarily dismissed of everything. Kamala Harris was posting their bail. Right? Like That's, That's where we're at right now. As long as you're not threatening the empire and you're, you can, you're useful to their agenda. Because they do, they love Black Lives Matter. Because why? Because they get to divide the American people, black and white, men and women, rich and poor. They want that division there. Because as long as we're fighting amongst ourselves, we're not marching uh, on the Capitol building because they've fucking whatever they've done, allegedly rigged an election, stolen trillions of dollars from us, uh, fighting illegal war. And it, it doesn't matter what it is, but as long as they got us fighting amongst ourselves. That's fine. So the Black Lives Matter movement is like their bread and butter. They want that to keep going, no matter how much destruction. As long as it's not on their doorstep, they don't give a fuck. So they will not only will they not prosecute prosecute you, uh, they won't throw you in jail for three years awaiting trial. They won't stack a fucking DC jury against you to give you twenty two years. You're not even there. They will actively post bail to get you back out on the street to do more damage. And then they will have a moment of silence in the halls of Congress. They'll put on some African garb and take a knee in solidarity with this peaceful protest that people died. A lot of people died. Uh, buildings were destroyed. Property damage. Like cities were fucking destroyed. Like completely fucking just on fire. And yeah, couldn't care any less. And it, it's wild, man. I, like they're. If you're right of center, I don't see how you could possibly peacefully protest. No matter and what Jason, happens, you're going to be branded a fucking terrorist. 
And J6 protesters will do anywhere from 10 to 22 years when the only person who was killed was one of their own. Yes. Yeah. Well, there was that officer who died a couple days later, probably from a booster. Um, yeah, it's dude, it's fucking crazy. It, it's like they want it to happen. I, I don't know because they are going to fuck with this next election for sure. I mean, they already are with uh, all the Donald Trump stuff. Like Trump is clearly the the favorite to win this election now. He's polling better than anybody else, regard like despite all the charges against him. And they're they're not going to let him win one way or another. I don't think they're gonna let him win. I don't know what they're gonna have to do in order to prevent him from winning. But once that happens, how do you peacefully protest that? You can't do it. You cannot just have like a gathering or something because once you show up there, it's, you know, insurrection, sedition, treason. You're a terrorist now, according to our uh, Patriot Act laws. So um, if you are that motivated to protest what's been going on and you're going to get 20, I mean, like, what if they, <laughs> hypothetically, what would the pr prison sentence be? If you were fucking armed and you walked into the Capitol building and shot a politician. Right. Because literally nobody participating in J6 had a weapon. There were no weapons at all. What? So, I mean, what would you what would they give you? A life sentence? Probably. OK, they'll give you life and I mean, they'll give you 50 life sentences, which is, you know, just symbolic. They'll give you a life sentence. I don't know how old this Tario guy is. 22 years. I mean, he, what, he's got to be at least fucking, what, 30 or 40 years old? Basically, I mean, I, you know, I could, maybe you get out and you got 10, 15 years left to, to sit on your ass and, and just get old and die. That's basically the rest of your life. And you didn't do anything. You weren't even there. So if you're going to protest, now the motivation is like, all right, am I prepared to die for this cause? Am I prepared to spend the rest of my life in prison for this cause? If so, my my protest must have like, like I, I better be fucking going with a purpose. Uh, like no holds barred. I'm not holding anything back. We're taking, we're going to actually try to overthrow the government. Not that that would be, I don't think that would be successful. And I'm not advocating for that, but I'm saying like, that's probably the mindset now in Everybody that wanted to protest in January 6th, who's going to want to do it again when they fuck with the next election. What, what is it they say? It's not treason if you win. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, a couple hundred years ago, uh, Washington, Jefferson, Adams, they were all branded terrorists, treason by, by the fucking British. And now they're fucking patriots. Why? Well, because anything... they won the war. See, that's anything that's uh, harkens to patriotism. That is white supremacy. That is racist. That is bigoted. Those are those are things you're not allowed to be patriotic anymore. Right. Yeah, is, we saw it with the kid with the Gadsden flag. Yeah, that was terrorist, racism, white supremacy. You got to take it off. Got to take that patch off, even though it's literally how like represented the the war in which this country was founded. But they want to they want to eliminate all ties to that 
all ties to you know patriotism, having pride in your country, having pride in in yourself and your your culture and your history. That's all got to go. They got to break that all down. It's part of the programming so that they can make you into a nice obedient fucking robot for the state to do all of their dirty work. When the orders come down from the Fauci's of the world, you will obey. And not only will you not obey, you will uh, get others to comply as well through pressure, through intimidation. You'll call the cops on them if they're having fucking barbecues and stuff. By the way, I, I saw a uh, article about uh, Memorial Day weekend in New York. The cops were flying drones over people's barbecues to make sure there weren't too many people there or something it's dude this is coming man this is coming real fast they're gonna get control over all this technology and they will have like complete control over every aspect of your lives especially if they get control over the, the banking system which they are pressing for these central bank uh digital currencies uh, you know, social credits. Were, this is all a, um, a means to an end, and yeah, it's it's starting with the gentle programming of a mask. You know, it's like that um, that was that Arambe uh, meme or whatever, where the guy's pushing over the blocks, and it starts with something like super innocent. You know, I, I forget the example, but it's like you push over this little block that seems meaningless, and at the end of it is like. Um, I don't know, total world, like World War Three or something. And the first block is like, oh, we shot this gorilla. And it just like leads to all these other things like dominoes. That's kind of where we're at right now. And it's terrifying. It really is terrifying. I don't know. How are we doing on time? Uh, I think we're about at time. And unless you wanted to... I think we were pretty well covered everything else except for oh I had the Airbnb thing the Airbnb thing yeah. is kind of I I think we could probably do that one on Friday because it's there's a little there's a little bit of depth to that and we got a couple I think yeah. we got a couple good uh good ones that will give us a uh, quality content on Friday for the live show between the between the Airbnb and then uh some other stuff that's been going on we want to talk about because it does because it does tie directly into a lot of the other stuff we've already talked about today. The California Democrats have proposed Bill 553, which would make it illegal to confront or fight back against looters, burglars, and shoplifters. You could be fined nearly $20,000 if you attempt to stop these crimes. You now just have to let them do whatever the fuck they want, or you're going to get fined. Yeah. I mean, obviously California has lost lost their mind a long time ago this is just i don't know how you could be this detached from reality you walk around california and you see that it's just like huge portions of it are just unlivable homeless fucking tent encampments you got crazy fucking drug addicts strung out in fentanyl wandering around um massive crime problems in places like san francisco and this is your like and it's clearly a result of being a lot looser i mean they've passed all these laws where oh yeah you can steal up to 900 dollars worth of stuff and it's just going to be a misdemeanor it's no big deal 
The solution is to pour more gasoline on that fire. Now, if you interfere with a, an active robbery, looting, some sort of destruction that's going on, you, you will be fine. First of all, who's fining you? The government? And you have to pay money to the government now because somebody's broke into your store and stole a bunch of stuff and you stopped them or tried to stop them. God damn it, dude. Yeah. And there's, so I think that picture was a bunch of business owners that are peacefully protesting against this kind of bill. Yeah. I don't know how much more peaceful protest I got in me, man. I really don't. I mean, this is, this is fucking insane. I'm so glad I'm not there. I don't know. I don't know why you would. Who would still be there opening up a business? And they wonder why, like, what is it? Walgreens and I think Walmart, uh, like a number of large chain stores have just completely fled the yeah, state of California a, a by and large. Like not not all of California, but definitely the big cities. But I mean, how long before they just leave entirely? And, but just like, why would you? I, I can't even get inside the mind of somebody that comes up with this idea. Like, what is the purpose of this? Right. Why oh, are you people that are looting, criminals? they're being, uh, they're, it's like, it's like, wait a, minute, wait a minute. Oh, this guy tried to break into the store and the guy beat him with a stick. Well, it's because of racism and um, a systematic racism and equality and equity. That's why they have to stop people from uh, fighting back against looters because, okay. you you know, what the general demographics are yeah it's a failed state it's an absolutely failed state you got to get out of there it's tragic what they've done to uh, uh, the coastlines in america once beautiful fucking cities the envy of the world maybe 30 years ago yeah like california in the 90s was probably fucking awesome it was like Baywatch and shit like that good times and now it's uh it's just fucking it's terrible man it's you have to be I don't know. Well, you can't walk around fucking strapped. I don't know how you walk around feeling safe in some places in, in LA and San Francisco late at night. Uh, so I don't know why anybody with money would be there. Why are you paying? There are, there are places you can go in the world that are much safer, where your tax burden is much lower, that are just as beautiful, more modern, cleaner. I mean, like places like Dubai, dude, go to Dubai. They don't fuck around with like looters and shit in Dubai. They'll chop your fucking hand off. And it's just like, dude, that's the environment you want to live in if you're a successful person. You want to be able to walk around without fear of your business being destroyed or you being attacked. Um, and the reason it, you know, it's not like all of these people, all of these people of color in Dubai are are just um just you know, super peaceful and everything like that. They have respect for like property rights. They have respect for people. And it's mostly, I think, you know, based out of their respect for their religion. Um, but I think there, there's something to be said for um, places that have a really strong respect for, for religious authority, that it makes it a nicer place to live when, when there's not chaos like this, when we're not, not only are we just um, discouraging people from respecting authority and people's 
right to property and and religion and things like that. But they're yeah, they're actively tearing it down. This is like the final stage. So now that we've gotten, we've convinced everybody to just be these lawless maniacs. It's like now we're going to we're going to punish people from trying to stop you from stealing their stuff. That is absolutely insane. And I I don't know, man. I I can't believe that this can go much farther. It it, it has to break at some point. I get we got to start getting on like I. Would always avoid jury duty and stuff, but like I would love to get on a jury of one of these cases where we got these guys. They broke into somebody's store. They were just stealing their their a lot of allowable nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff. You know, it's that's perfectly fine. And the store owner owner beat the ever loving shit out of him and kicked him out of the store. And now he's being put on trial. And it's like, dude, get me on that jury. Get me on that fucking jury and let me set some legal precedent here because this is fucking insane. And I, we, nobody should be going along with this. This only benefits the fucking mob of crazy fucking looters. I mean, this is the, it's literally the fucking dystopian scenario that they always throw at anarcho capitalists. Well, they're just going to be roving gangs of people that rob and steal and rape and murder. They're legalizing it. Yeah, that's what we're legalizing it now. The people that you're paying all these 40% of everything you fucking earn. This this is for the protection, right? Protection against the roving gangs. Yeah, they're creating it. They're legalizing it and they're punishing you for stopping it. Oh my God, what would we do without government? Without government, who would fine you $20,000 from stopping somebody from robbing you blind? Get the fuck out of here, man. This is insane. This is this is worse than idiocracy. It's like idiocracy was like didn't go far enough now. That's where we are as a country. It's a failed fucking country, man. I, I would get out of the US altogether. Or at least get rural where you, you know. Yeah, you got to get out of these states for sure. And the US needs to break up. There's there, there's just no way I want to share a country with people that think whatever that bill 553, whatever the fuck it's called, think that's a good idea. Among all the other crazy shit that they're pushing for, hormone blockers to kids, uh, non-criminalizing pedophiles, their minor attracted people, all that shit. I don't want to share a country with those people. They, go ahead. Take California. Good riddance. See how that goes. But you can't leave anymore. You're stuck there. No, no. You, you got to stay there for at least 10 years and tell me how that goes. Yeah, you made your bed. Go lay in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best of luck. Oh, my God. That is infuriating. But yeah, anyway, we're going to have a good Friday episode for you folks. We're going to talk Anti-Defamation League stuff, the potential Airbnb housing bubble bursting that could lead to a much larger housing collapse in the U.S. and hopefully bring down some property values down here in Mexico so I can scoop something up on the cheap. What else we got? We got a couple other things to talk about live on Friday. So we will be back. Until then, uh, you guys know what to do. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.